The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's jazz it up. Let's all get together now. Welcome to the Laura Theodore Podcast. You may know me from my popular television show, Jazzy Vegetarian, where I feature easy and delicious vegan recipes, along with tips for living a kinder, plant-based life. Now I invite you to join me here each week, where I'll welcome amazing guests to share upbeat and informative conversations featuring motivational lifestyle advice and nutritional guidance, plus lots of jazzy-licious recipe ideas. It's all served up with sensational music on the side. Music. So let's get talking. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Laura Theodore Podcast. I am so happy that you're here with me today. Man, we have a really, really great show. But I'm sending good wishes to you and your loved ones and to your family for a healthy, happy, and peaceful holiday season. And I hope that this podcast today will inspire you, inform you, and even entertain you. Oh, yes, we have got a fantastic show in store for you with the incredible Diane Wenz. And she is author of The Big Book of Vegan Cooking. If you are looking for delicious vegan recipes developed by a master vegan cook, The Big Book of Vegan Cooking is packed with satisfying, delectable dishes along with up-to-date vegan nutrition information, shopping lists, and a comprehensive two-week getting started plan. Really, really great cookbook to add to your plant-based cookbook collection. I highly recommend it. And of course, I'd like you to stay with us throughout the show because later on I've got my fantastic recipe of the week plus lots of good news happening here at uh, the Laura Theodore Podcast and Jazzy Vegetarian, of course. Well, it is now my great pleasure to welcome Diane Wenz, who is a certified holistic health coach, vegan lifestyle coach, and plant-based chef. Diane has a certificate in plant-based nutrition, and she coaches people from across the globe, supporting them in improving their health and well-being, as well as making dietary and lifestyle changes needed to go vegan. She's the author of the Truly Healthy Vegan Cookbook and, of course, the Big Book of Vegan Cooking, which is what we're going to be talking about today. I can't wait. I'd like to welcome her to the program right now. How are you today, Diane? 
Thank you so much for that lovely intro, Laura. I'm doing really well. How are you? I am doing pretty good, and I am very, very excited about talking about this book, which, of course, uh, anybody can purchase anywhere that fine books are sold. So I want to get right into it. It's interesting. Um, You know, you think about vegan eating, and I think originally when I thought about it many, many, many moons ago, you think about, okay, it's going to be lettuce and salad and steamed vegetables, and that's going to be the whole thing. But I love that in this book you describe why vegan food is so much more than just a salad. It is. It's it's so much. It's it's. Everything. I think uh, anything you can make, I can make vegan, you know, Um, tacos, pizza, um, even like fancy dishes like uh, risotto or um, like piccata. Um, you, You can veganize those so easily with beans and nuts and seeds and tofu, tempeh, seitan. It's so easy to veganize pretty much anything from the omnivore world. It really is. And, you know, that's what I'm all about. You know, the uh, spaghetti and wheat balls and the Hungry Man burger, burgers, fries, you know, lasagna, as you said, any kind of casserole. It's just, well, these days, of course, you know, when we started out years ago, it was, it was a little yeah. tougher. But now with all of the essentials, and you can get them in any major supermarket, it really is easy to veganize just about anything and everything. And so let's get to that supermarket part of it. I think that's the one thing that can sometimes be a little challenging because you go into the supermarket and, you know, you walk in, it's beautiful, the fruit, the vegetable section. That's always my favorite section to go to. But then you go and you want to buy, uh, you know, your, your herbs, your spices, your seasonings. Maybe you want to find some vegan cookies to make a cookie crust. And I loved that on page five of the book, you really got into your top tips on how to be conscious of not-so-vegan foods. Talk about that, if you would, please. Yeah, it can be a little tricky, especially to new vegans, and I think that, um, you know, sometimes people look for that V symbol on packages, and there is, as far as I know, there's no legislating body over that. I think you can just put it on any product yeah, if you want yeah. to. It's not, it, it doesn't mean anything. And uh, I've even had people like try to send me products for review that aren't vegan. Um, so I think sometimes even the manufacturers don't understand what some of the, um, some of the little hidden ingredients are. Um, one of the big ones is gelatin, and that kind of sneaks its way into all different kinds of things, like it's in some candies, some gummy candies, and marshmallows, and um, even like Jello. And I think it is people are becoming a little more savvy to it, and it's they're they're using pectin and um, agar seaweed and stuff instead. Um, but it can sneak its way into things. You know, you have to make sure there's no gelatin in there when you're buying, like, jelly beans and jelly candies yeah. and things like that. Yeah, well, um, you know, for those who might be wondering, what is gelatin made out of? Oh, it's so disgusting. It's uh, made from, like, tendons and ligaments and, and bone marrow. Wow. Yeah, the other one, too, that's big is is cheese. You want to make sure with your vegan cheese you don't have any kind of 
you know, lactic acid in it or those types of things. And mm-hmm. it, it can it can really be hidden. And I found that out, too. I used to always think that that V on the package, well, that means that it's vegan. And sometimes people just, like, decorate the package or something with it. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's, and I think some menus, too, sometimes on menus they'll put the V and it's for vegetarian. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, the, the yeah, casein with the cheese. And cheese too, right? The casein. Yeah, the casein. That's that. I think it's easier to find. It's definitely easier to find vegan cheeses these days. And I yes. don't know of too many brands that still use the casein. But um, back years ago, you have to really be careful because there were a lot of lactose-free cheeses that still had casein in them. And I know I ate them accidentally a few times, not reading the package very well. Yep. Yeah, me too. Me too. And that's when I started saying on the blog, on the radio show, on the television show, take your glasses into the store. Because a lot of times, I don't know, I think it's on purpose that they make the ingredients so small, but you have to put your glasses on and I just read through everything. I don't care if I'm standing in the aisle for five minutes and just make sure that there's nothing in there that is, uh, well, that could possibly be an animal product. And so that's something that's, that's very, very helpful and very, very helpful to know. And, and years ago, I will admit, I did the same thing. Many, many years ago, there were all these cheeses and everybody thought they were vegan and they had that little cat, ca- how do you say it? casein, casein. I never know how to say that. Casein. Casein, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is, a, anyway, it's a milk derivative. And it would be yeah. in there. But they don't really use it. I agree with you uh, a- anymore. Now, I think we think about cooking healthy and we think about the, this bounty of fresh fruits and fresh vegetables. But now, you know, in the winter season, a lot of times we can't get these fresh vegetables and these fresh fruits and so perhaps we're going to start cooking with frozen or perhaps we're going to start cooking with canned i think canned vegetables canned fruit canned foods in general get a bad rap and i like that you talked about that in the book talk about that if you would for a few minutes please yeah um well if you're if it's a matter of fresh is always best but maybe you can't get fresh because of you know, it's winter and it's difficult to get things or sometimes you can only go grocery shopping once every week, once every two weeks and it's going to go bad. So if you can't get fresh, I always say frozen is better. Frozen, um, the vegetables are actually frozen as soon as they're picked. So frozen vegetables are usually actually fresher than fresh because fresh might have to get it on a truck from across the country to get to you. So frozen is, I would say it's the second choice. Sometimes it could even be your first choice. And when you're cooking with frozen, you don't even have to defrost it. You just take it straight from the freezer and use it in the recipe in most cases. Um, and then canned, canned isn't always as nutritious because of whatever goes on in the canning process. They can lose nutrients in the canning process. And a lot of times canned vegetables can be pretty salty because they add salt to, since the vegetables kind of lose flavor in the canning process, salt is added to add flavor. So if you are buying canned, I would say look for the low sodium so you're not just getting like all your sodium intake for the day in one little can. Um, I grew up on canned vegetables, so I kind of, I, I don't like them anymore. They just seem like too limp and tasteless, like canned green beans and stuff. I don't really like those. But I do, um, 
I keep a hand in my pantry. I like to keep like diced tomatoes and artichoke hearts, hearts of palm, sometimes corn too, because I think corn is okay. Corn doesn't bother me, the flavor, when it's canned. Those are good. Like you can just open up a can and put it in like a quinoa salad or even mix it in with your tacos or burritos or something. Or chili or something. Oh, yeah, chili too, yeah. You know, I agree with you 100% on everything you just said. And, you know, I, I do keep some canned things, you know, for emergencies, et cetera, et cetera. I do love using, you know, frozen, some frozen veggies. I always keep them in the freezer. But canned tomatoes, canned artichoke hearts, canned olives, um, I even do, in a pinch, use canned mushrooms. I started using those when I couldn't get fresh mushrooms and I do keep them if I'm doing a casserole or I'm doing a quick lasagna in a pinch, they can work, particularly the organic cremini mushrooms. But of course there's canned beans. I'm pretty lazy mm-hmm. and I do tend to use the canned beans over the, uh, you know, the, the dried beans. What do you think about that? Yeah, I do too. I, I buy the canned as well. Um, it, it takes a while to cook beans. So, you know, I used to, use my slow cooker. I would cook them in the slow cooker overnight, and even that, I got a little lazy with that. I know you can use your pressure cooker. Um, I do have cooking instructions for beans in the Truly Healthy Vegan Cookbook, but yeah, I'll admit most of the time I do just reach for the cans. Um, Again, I think you need to look for the low sodium because um, they do put a lot of salt in there to flavor them. But and I, you know I do think that fresh beans taste a lot better. They they have like a bite to them that just tastes a little different. But um, since canned beans is what I eat so often, I I honestly don't notice. You know, yeah, I, I must admit I, I'm the same way because I'm one of those people I like I'll plan a, a meal in my mind, you know, and then as I'm going through, particularly in the week when when work is really busy and so many people are experiencing, you know, even though people are still working at home. Busy, busy work days, busy days. And so you get to that time where you're making dinner. It's like, I didn't make any beans. I got to go to the canned beans. Well, we're speaking with the amazing Diane Wen. She is the author of the big book of vegan cooking, 175 recipes for healthy vegan lifestyle. And you can visit Diane at dianesvegankitchen.com after the program and learn more about her. And, of course, you can get her book wherever fine books are sold. And I do recommend that you do that. And after the program today, too, you're going to be able to go to the Jazzy Vegetarian website. And we have several fantastic holiday-centric recipes from the Big Book of Vegan featured there, along with links to purchase Diane's book and to her website, and so you do want to visit. But wait until after the show. Don't go right now. Now, many people, they email me after they see the television show, and they say, well, you know, I'm really, really, really wanting to go vegan, but I just don't know how to get started. And I was really impressed with the way you gave a really nice you know, brief but thorough overview of your best advice on how to ease into veganism. Veganism. Yeah, I think going slowly is is really key. I think when people, people do get enthusiastic about it and they try to jump into it really quickly. And when people do that, they tend to burn out really quickly. I see that a lot in my health coaching practice where people were kind of like all or nothing and it just gets too overwhelming. So I think easing your way into it, maybe starting with one meal a day, starting to veganize recipes, 
that you enjoy. Maybe instead of ground beef tacos, you make black bean tacos. And maybe instead of cow's milk in your coffee, you go for some almond milk or some oat milk in your coffee. Just start making small changes like that. And that's just a lot easier than trying to clean out your cabinets, go shopping all at once, buying 10 cookbooks, and you know, cooking things that are completely foreign to you. Yeah. I mean, the best thing to do is, is once again, the cool thing about today versus, you know, 10, 15 years ago is that it really is easy to serve vegan burgers, vegan spaghetti Mm -hmm. and meatballs, vegan meatloaf, vegan casseroles, vegan lasagnas, vegan chilies, vegan soups. I mean, all these things, you can, you can actually buy them pre-made. I don't do that very often, or I really don't do it at all these days, but it's easy to make them from scratch. And you can actually, yeah. for those casseroles, a lot of them, because if you want to use a meat analog or you want to use, you know, your tofu instead of your cheese, or you want to use your vegan cheese that we spoke about earlier. What's fantastic is that you can, a lot of times you can just make your regular lasagna, just substitute vegan ingredients and nobody in the family mm-hmm. is even going to know the difference. I mean, do you agree? I agree, and I think lasagna is a great one to start with veganizing. You can uh, you can make your own ricotta with with tofu or cashews. I like to make it either way. I like to yeah. you know alternate what I use. You can get the um, the vegan ricotta, uh, mozzarella. I actually have a vegan mozzarella recipe in Eating Vegan. Um, you can buy it as well, and. There are so many brands of mozzarella now, and you can just use vegetables. You can just, I yeah. actually made a vegetable lasagna last week, and I Me just too. loaded up with vegetables. Or you can use crumbles. You don't, you know, you don't have to have meat. People who do like it meaty can use like a, make a sausage or buy a sausage or crumbles or something like that. Yeah, but a vegan, a vegan meat with, analog, yeah. There's yeah, so many of them loaded today. Loaded up with veggies. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I even make, well, I did this two days ago, believe it or not. I had a beautiful eggplant and I had some summer squash that just had, you know, just had gotten it. Of course, with the eggplant, you want to use it pretty quickly. And I just sliced the eggplant and the zucchini or the summer squash, actually, into noodles, you know, by slicing them lengthwise. So they looked like lasagna noodles. And I used a little olive oil and some Italian seasoning and I roasted them, you know, so they would get soft. And then I just layered them in my lasagna casserole instead of even using noodles along mm-hmm. with some fresh mushrooms and some uh, some onion, some red onion, and then I made my own vegan ricotta, which takes all of three minutes to make mm-hmm. if you're making it out of tofu, and it was fantastic. And my husband's always saying, oh, you know, I want noodles or this and that, but then he'll eat it and he'll say, oh, this is just like lasagna, but it's not as heavy. So it's actually yeah. easy to start making things just out of veggies when you would like mm-hmm. to, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, vegetables can stand in for so many things. They, you know, noodles, you can use zucchini or carrots. You've got that great carrot noodle recipe with the peanut sauce. Yep. And you can use cauliflower to make rice. Um, you can make lasagna with uh, what you just said with mm-hmm. uh, the eggplant and zucchini. You can use zucchini to even slice it and make like um, ravioli. Yep. There's oh, so yeah, much yeah, you can yeah. do with vegetables. 
Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I do. Uh, eggplant rollatini, which of course, but you can make that vegan. And yeah. of course, the zoodles, which so many people do the zoodles, but they're, they're uh-huh. really, really good. And I do, I love in this book too, that you did nut-free recipes, gluten-free, soy-free, kid-friendly, 30-minute meals, one pat, one, pot, one pan, one pot meals. And, um, you know, so whenever you have one of those, you have designated it on the recipe itself is what I'm trying to say. So it's really easy to just thumb through. And if you know you need something gluten-free or soy-free, you can just look at the top of the recipe and find that's a recipe for you. So that's that's really great about this book too. Yeah, I and know even some of the ones that, oh, sorry, even no, some of the please. ones that don't say, that don't say gluten-free, mm-hmm. you know, you can use or nut-free. You can Mix it up like like the macaroni salad doesn't say anything like that because it uses my cashew aioli and pasta. But you can you can get vegan mayonnaise which is nut free and you can use gluten free pasta. So you can easily make it free of whatever you need to make it free of gluten yeah, or nut yeah. or something like that. I agree. It's it's really it's a great book, very comprehensive, and uh, as always, I love your recipes. I love your point of view. You actually put a little section in the book called Talk About How We Can Stop Listening to Outsized Noise. And please talk about that a little bit. Yeah, that's another aspect of it. I think there's two two pieces of going vegan, right? There's there's knowing what to cook and then there's also dealing with negativity from friends, family members, just society. And um, I think it's really important to have some kind of support system, Uh, you know, whether it's a local in-person group that you can join or if it's a group online. It's just really important to have those positive voices around you because people will say things like, Oh, I can't, I can't, I don't understand why you just won't eat cheese and, you know, the menu's all messed up now because you won't eat the turkey for Thanksgiving. So it can be really difficult. So I think it's really important to have some kind of support and know people, you know, know other vegans. You have people that have been vegan for a long time that you can turn to for advice. And you talked about uh, support groups. Talk about that a little bit too because uh, some people are in a place where there isn't you know, there isn't any support in their actual neighborhood or their actual town or city. Yeah, you know, um, it used to be really big. There there used to be like message boards and stuff that you could join for that. Um, I think, you know, take a look on social media. Take a look on Facebook and see if there are groups. There are quite a lot of like big ones, some bloggers actually have groups that you can join. I'll admit that I do have a Facebook group that I just haven't been doing anything with, so don't join mine. <laughs> but I know there are a lot. You know, there are some that are for pressure cookers. There are some for, like, um, vegan at Trader Joe's. You know, there are there are so many different vegan groups on Facebook. I would say I know people are kind of shying away from Facebook these days, but it's good for that support. It's good for hearing from people that you might not run into in your day-to-day life. So take a look and look around at all the different vegan groups and see which ones resonate with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree 100%. Well, this has just been amazing as always speaking with you. Uh, the name of the book is The Big Book of Vegan Cooking. And of course, Diane has two other books and you can find them 
on Amazon or wherever fine books are sold. And do make certain to visit Diane'sVeganKitchen.com. That's Diane'sVeganKitchen.com after the program today. Because she's got lots of healthy living tips, nutrition information, and recipes there. And Diane, I... I can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your busy day to be on this program once again. You're one of our, uh, you've been on the program for many, many years, and we hope you continue to uh, join us every now and then for a conversation. And I wish you a happy and healthy holiday season. Thank you. You too. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on the show again, Laura. Thank you so much, Diane. Well, that was the amazing, the incredible Diane Wenz. I can't thank her enough for being here with us today. And actually, you can find several of her festive holiday recipes from the new book on the Jazzy Vegetarian blog today. Three of them, in fact, to make a whole festive holiday meal. So just check it out at jazzyvegetarian.com. Well, in jazzy news this week, it's time for the news, the news this week, Laura's News. Season 8 of Jazzy Vegetarian on public television is now re-airing all across the nation on the Create Channel every Sunday and Monday. Oh man, this is a fantastic season, and I know a lot of you missed it the first time around, so I do hope you're going to tune in. If you've been watching season nine on your local PBS or public television channel, I hope you're going to pick up a copy of my new companion book to season nine, Easy Vegan Home Cooking. It's totally vegan, of course, and it's 100% gluten-free, something you've all been asking for, but I'm going to talk a little bit more about that book a little later on in the program. Of course, you can learn more about me and about Jazzy Vegetarian at jazzyvegetarian.com. That's jazzyvegetarian.com. Now, I know you've been waiting for it. It's time for it. My recipe of the week. Vegan and delicious. My recipe of the week. This is a fantastic dessert for the holiday season. It's my maple espresso chocolate mousse. It's so, so versatile, and uh, it makes anywhere from four to eight servings. I'll explain that to you in just a minute. And it only takes 10 minutes to prep for the refrigerator, so it's super, super easy to make, and you can refrigerate it from four hours to overnight, so it's great to make ahead. It really is perfect for a festive holiday celebration. It's a decadent-tasting chocolate dairy and egg-free pudding. It's a grown-up dessert because it's not too sweet and it's laced with coffee and maple and vanilla. It's such a creamy mousse, such a smooth mousse. And of course, it's designed to please all of the chocolate and coffee fans at your table. Wow. And one little jazzy note, if you want to serve this for a kid's party or for a family dessert, you can just leave the coffee out and substitute that coffee for more plant-based milk. So it really is a fantastic, very versatile dessert all the way around. And you're going to start off with one quarter cup of sweetened or unsweetened vanilla flavored dairy-free milk, one third cup of strong brewed coffee or espresso, three tablespoons of maple syrup, 
three quarters of a block, about 12 ounces of extra firm regular tofu. You want to use the refrigerated tub, drained and crumbled. You want to drain that tofu really well, but do not press it. It'll make the dessert too dry. Then one cup of vegan chocolate chips. I like to use the 55% cacao for this recipe. It makes it for the perfect amount of sweetness. And then all you need to do is heat the dairy-free milk, the brewed coffee, and maple syrup in a small saucepan over medium-low heat until it's simmering hot. Put the tofu in a high-performance blending appliance. Add the chocolate chips. Pour in the simmering dairy-free milk mixture and process it for 30 seconds to one minute or until it's completely smooth. I get a lot of questions and notes from people saying, oh, I tried to make a tofu dessert and it was too grainy. Well, the reason it's too grainy is you didn't process it long enough. You want to make certain that it looks just absolutely smooth. So once you finish processing it, Take a good look. If you see any little particles in there or any lumps, you want to process it some more. You really can't over-process it too much. You can, once again, blend it up to one minute, and it'll be nice and smooth. And then you're just going to spoon the mixture into four medium-sized dessert dishes or eight espresso cups and refrigerate it for four to 24 hours. That's what makes this dessert absolutely fantastic. It is one that you can make the day before your celebration or your family dinner. And this is one I can tell you that everybody's going to say, I cannot believe that this is vegan because it just tastes absolutely incredible. And this yummy recipe is from my new book, Easy Vegan Home Cooking, which will be released on February 8th, 2022. And I'm so excited about this book. It took me a long, long time to put this together because all of the absolutely mouthwatering recipes in this cookbook are vegan and gluten-free. You've been asking me for years. I want vegan. I want gluten-free. Well, this book is 100% gluten-free and of course, 100% vegan. And it focuses on bountiful breakfasts, light lunches, satisfying suppers, celebratory meals, and delightful desserts, all designed to please vegans, vegetarians, and omnivores, adults and kiddos alike. So you can pick up a copy at jazzyvegetarian.com. And uh, I know you're going to love it. Well, the music today, another Christmas and holiday favorite. It's from my favorite holiday CD with the great late guitarist Joe Beck and Allie Ryerson. And it's just a wonderful tune, White Christmas.
this all flies by too quickly, and I can't thank you enough for being here with me again today. I'm always so honored when you choose this podcast to listen to, because I know you have a lot of podcasts to choose from. And I'm wishing you a healthy and peaceful holiday season. As always, be happy, be healthy, and be well. From me, Laura Theodore, aka The Jazzy Vegetarian. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.